This is Series 2, Episode 14 of Encounter Points. Welcome to the final episode of Series 2 of Encounter Points. I'm Bill Schmidt. And I'm Ken Hellenius. Ken, tonight we're putting a nice little bow on this series. And it's not even Christmas, but we're wrapping it up. Wow, I, I can't wait to see what you got me, Bill. Now, no spoilers. audience and hello ken helanius hello bill schmidt how are you all right all right good to be back behind the microphones here with you indeed it's a it's a joy to be back here in the southbrook studios got it all tuned up uh you know put some stuff away so that if there's more echo in the room it's because there's less padding ah yeah i I don't know if, if, if you'll be able to hear that but ah I'll turn up the reverb on my own uh, life or whatever. There yes. We we can fix that in post-processing, I think. Uh, very we'll good. We'll fix it in post. Uh, post-processing. Is that yeah. another word for purgatory? I don't. Uh, I yeah, think, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Exactly. exactly. You can't fix the stuff that's wrong, you know, the bad stuff, but you can fix the, the minor problems. Exactly. Afterward. Exactly. exactly. Like it. the venial uh, sins we can deal with. Exactly. It's the mortal ones that are impossible. That's right. That's special <laughs> software indeed. That's really yes. good. Well, Bill, yes. this is uh, the final episode of yeah. Series 2. Can you believe? I can't it's believe amazing. we've gotten this far. No, it's really been a great voyage uh, through... Um, incarnational piety and we've learned a lot and it, the weeks go by very fast they do yeah it's uh you know i was listening to one of the uh, episodes from earlier in this season just the other day and um kind of realizing we've talked about a lot of things yeah we've we've taken this kind of meandering journey in a way right uh, since you know since beginning to release these in in july right uh here of 2019 the year of our lord 2019 correct if you right will. i know domini uh indeed um you know what have we talked about we've talked about holy cards we've talked right. about uh, praying the rosary we've talked about the uh, the power of uh, silence, right? Pilgrimages, pilgrimages, uh, holy uh, cards, holy, holy, year, holy right? years, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, things that appeal to all five senses. Yeah, and so incense, incense, exactly right. Yeah, yes. So yeah, and uh, it really does uh, make you think about things that we tend to take for granted, and uh, so it's been a, a helpful series for me. I hope for the entire audience. You know, we wanted to take a chance this evening to kind of recap, but figure out what have we learned? Yeah. You know, and um, the entire series, too, has been all about what we've called incarnational piety. Mm-hmm. It's this idea that to be pious, to be in relationship with the divine and right. with our, our fellow believers is to be in, incarnational to be embodied embodied it's, right. it's something that's more than just a a concept it's something that's more than just thinking or or even talking about it but it's actually lived out in our daily experience yes um it's um it has to be grounded it has to be set in the in a very human reality um but it's wider than just humanity right because we are part of 
you know, this is very Laudato Si-ish, but we are uh-huh. part of an entire ecosystem. We are exactly. part of an entire created world. Right. And it's not just the humans to whom we relate, yes. but it's also, it's, it's how we treat all created things. Are we treating them as created by God yeah. as things, you know, here we are sitting as humans, you know, at the, at the pinnacle of creation. Right. But we also then have stewardship of creation yes, as well. And so all of this is part of piety. That's right. Um, and that's kind of what this has all been about. That's right. Yeah, hopefully just that training that uh, sacramentals and other things afford us uh, to use our five senses fully uh, to reach out to the spiritual dimension. Hopefully that does kind of attune us to the, uh, the, ec- the ecosystem, the human ecosystem and the spiritual ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it connects us in a lot of different ways. <laughs> it's funny, of yeah. course, as we're as we're having this conversation about being in touch with creation, um, and you may have just heard the dog, you know, my dog Phil, uh, wagging his tail and shaking his collar because he wants attention too. That's know? right. I mean, well, but he's part of creation, exactly. And 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 in some ways, you know, um, pets, especially dogs, not so much cats, but especially dogs, they look up to their humans, yes. you know, and yes. especially when they're well-treated, of course, right? you know, um, and, uh, um, and it's one of those things, uh, I know I've, I've said it before, you know, the, the goal of, of most of, of a lot of, uh, a lot of people is to be as good as they think, as their dog thinks they are. <laughs> you know, <kind laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, but you know, we've been talking about incarnational piety and, uh, and, um, as we were preparing our, our notes, uh, for this, this evening's conversation, mm-hmm. um, you had a very hilarious slip of the tongue. Oh <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Um, Incarnational poverty, I said at one point. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I was just in my Franciscan <laughs> exactly. kind of uh, zeitgeist mode. mode. Yep. yep. And, uh, but it, it did prompt us both to, to, to think, didn't it? That uh, piety can't just be some kind of separatist uh, bubble that, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, it's the joy of the incense in church, or the, or the you know, the 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 comfort zone of a pilgrimage a shrine, or, or of uh, saying a familiar prayer. It's uh, uh, we find uh, the Lord. Also, uh, was it Mother Teresa who said we we see Jesus in the distressing uh, face of the of the poor and the distressing mask of the poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, piety has to be incarnational in the in every sense, and uh, we have to be reaching out not just uh, to those things that uh, bring us comfort, but to uh, seeing seeing the Lord's presence in everything, and that's that's uh, that's inter- incarnational piety too. I was reminded as you you know, kind of mentioned Mother Teresa there, of um, Dorothy Day and the Catholic Worker oh, Movement. Oh, yes. And this idea that um, to live among and with the poor mm-hmm. and to become poor uh, in a very Franciscan way, it's a, it's a very Franciscan kind of experience of life, but, it, but for Dorothy Day, her spirituality was 
clearly nourished by the sacraments. Yeah. And she actually talked about this. And of course, she's on her way to sainthood now. Yes. You know, and um, um, but but uh, she and Peter Moran, the, the oh, yes. founders of, of the um, Catholic worker movement here in the United States in the in the what, the 20s. Mm. The, um, mm-hmm. She mentioned that. Um, you know, the, the basic idea that these were small, they formed small communities that were based on um, what Peter Moran called cult, culture, and cultivation. Wow. And mm-hmm. the idea of cult is this idea of shared worship. Yes. You know, cult. We are members of a cult. That's right. Yes. As, as Catholics, we, cult is, is, is the, the divine worship. Yeah. You know, and, and, and worship and honor that are directed in a, in a specific way. So we talk about right. the cult of Mary, you know, the, the Marian cult is, is the, the honor that is given to Mary, the cult of the saints, the, right. the divine cult is that which is directed to God. Um, the Catholic worker movement was not just a, another social service agency, right. but it was, uh, it was actually right. a movement that was meant to build up the body of Christ yeah. by recognizing the the created in the image and likeness of God, the fact that, that all people are created in the image and likeness of God, and they don't lose that dignity just because they're poor, just oh, because exactly. they are unable to hold a job. Right. And this is incarnational piety at its finest because it is lived out like we talked about in, you know, in our episode on prayers as acts. Exactly. That's right. And we talked about the, the sacramentals that lead us to recognize the beauty of all creation. Yes. All of these things leading us to to recognize the dignity of creation. Yeah. That God has given all of these things to us. And we are meant to be stewards of them properly. And that includes our brothers and sisters who themselves cannot, um, cannot support themselves. That's right. That's right. So, yes, uh, looking at the, the vast spectrum of sacramentals and incarnational piety that we looked at over these weeks, we, we kind of can realize that that's just the beginning because really it's about everything everywhere uh, being, being, both incarnational in one's perspective and being pious in the best sense, being uh, aware of God's uh, uh, presence and all, uh, all, of the, uh, all of the closeness to, to the Lord that's available to us every day. Um, so I, I really hope that everyone feels uh, that the series was, was beneficial. Yeah, you know, it, I've, I've loved the points at which we've been able to talk about the, you know, we've talked about icons and, and images and crucifixes and things like that. And I was thinking about this the other day as I was driving along and I saw a car drive by with a huge sticker of Our Lady of Guadalupe. On yeah. It. And just seeing that image, I knew a lot about, uh, you know, I knew what I think I knew a lot about the driver and about, about that person's you know, piety and, and perhaps even, you know, their, their cultural makeup right. just from seeing this image yes. of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. And then, you know, you pull up next to the car and you realize it is indeed, a, you know, a young Hispanic man who has a rosary around his neck, ah. you know, and is, and is driving, you know, I don't know what he, he was driving to, to a job or whatever it may be, but these images of our, that connect our faith with, and and that we're proud to proud to share with others, right? Also, 
they have they actually cut kind of both ways, don't they? I knew a lot yeah. about this driver, but if this driver <laughs> had cut me off, I would have been very angry, and the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe would have been uh, a countersign to what he was doing. Uh, you know, and I think about yes. that, my Redeemer radio sticker on my car. <laughs> you know, the goal is don't drive like a jerk, you know, because this person thinks, well, there's one of those Catholics, they all drive like jerks. You don't want that either. No, right? no, right? that's right. And, it imposes some responsibility on us to show our faith in all of these ways. Right, exactly. It's The Lord even warned us about that. You know, you know, uh, if you lead one of these little ones astray, it'd be better for you that yeah. a millstone be tied around your neck and thrown into the river. That's not because you're yeah. a bad driver, but like that's what makes things like the the clerical abuse crisis that much worse. Yeah. Right. Yes. And when yes. we are known as public Catholics, even if we're we're lay people like you or I, when we do something that is not in line with the gospel, right? It is a countersign to the gospel and a stumbling block that um, that we need to repent for and we need to make amends for, um, but we need to work to change. And that's where our conversation about virtue comes in, Indeed, you know, developing positive habits that lead us to, to become better people, people of, you know, prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance, people who are increasing, ever increasing in faith, hope, and love. Yes. You know, the infused, infused virtues. So these are all parts of our conversation over these past, you know, 13 weeks are all leading us back to this same idea that we need to be ever more conduits of God's grace in our world. Right. And that piety has to be public. It certainly has its uh, private moments uh, because we all have our private moments. But piety is incarnational in the sense that we are properly sharing it with others, and we have all of the responsibilities inherent in expressing our faith to others. And we also can gain the help of others in growing in our faith and uh, helping them grow in theirs through these sacramentals and through these practices that we've been discussing. Absolutely right. We are not Christians in isolation. Exactly. No, no Christian is an island. Exactly. It, it, you know, to coin a phrase. I, I'll, I, I'll, that's a good one. Well. <laughs> so what about the future of, yeah. of piety and and um, really in the future of, of public <laughs> of public faith in a way, you know, and this is a larger question, obviously, than just than than we can tackle in, in six or eight minutes. But um, is there a future for piety or is it going to be ever are we going to be ever atomized and driven into the the new catacombs? When the Lord comes back, will he see faith, faith on, on the, the earth? earth? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a question of whether uh, a piety will be. Visible, certainly, uh, please God, piety will be there. It may be less visible. Uh, And that will be partly because it's less incarnated and incarnational, I'm afraid, Uh, because partly we've talked about this as communications people. While we're we're blessed with lots of the uh, benefits of the digital culture, uh, Pope Francis himself has made the point that uh, our digitalized world tends toward isolation mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, the creation of artificial realities and uh, you know not being public about our faith 
uh, and being kind of enclosed in our own communication community, uh, false community bubbles, yeah. where you know, uh, first of all, faith is is not mentioned, and second, uh, uh, people of uh, uh, not sharing our faith might be excluded, and it's it's um, just a, an isolated world. Uh, with isolated instincts and, you know, uh, leaning toward defamation and demonization Mm -hmm. of others. Is there anything that could be more counter to incarnational piety than incarnated demonization? Right. And uh, even within, even within the church, even within the church, I mean, (laughs) Catholic Twitter yeah. is is one of the most factionalized places on earth. Yes. Which is ironic because it's more in the ether, but uh right. you know, it's, <laughs> I mean as you were just saying. Yeah. But um my gosh, yeah, it's so easy to demonize, you know, people that are that that you may be praying next to, you know, at mass that uh, Sunday and yes. and not know it because we're all hiding behind screen names and avatars and things like that. Yes. Or even worse, you may be like, well, I hate that guy on Twitter, therefore I can't, I mean, he's sitting in that pew, I can't, I'm going to a different mass because yeah. I can't worship with that guy. Yeah. This is what, what we're, you know, it's, it's the, the, the dialogue is becoming less, right. even though we have more powerful tools at our hands that should be able to, uh, you know, nurture and foster dialogue. Yes. Yeah. I went a couple months ago to a conference at the Vatican on the common good in the digital age. Oh my. And I, mm-hmm. I was, uh, um, got to participate with people there from, from Twitter and Facebook and, and LinkedIn, um, among other, you know, and, and communication people and, and moral, the- you know, uh, yeah, moral theologians and things like that. Unfortunately, the idea of the common good is, Already, we are grasping at straws to even be able to have a common understanding of the common good. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where the real issue begins. Yes. Within the church, we should have an idea of the common good. Yes. You know, we are pilgrim people yes. on our way to, you know, on our journey to the kingdom, as yes. as, the, as we say. Um, but when we lose sight of that because we also are people of identity as political people right. and as um, as people of, a, of certain economic and social classes, when we start to, you know, divide up and intersectionalize mm. all of our identities, at that point, we begin to other everyone. Yes. And when you other everyone, there is no us. There is no body of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to that, coin a uh, phrase, and I'm no, going to work right. blue here for a moment. We're all members of the body of Christ. You don't have to be the. <laughs> you know. I like that. Oh <laughs> my know. goodness! Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know if that'll make it into the final cut, but yeah, I mean, we we need to remember that we are all members of the body of Christ, and yeah. and that means that that should be that should be our primary identity. We are baptized into Christ. That's right. Um, and we all have different skills, but we are all on our way to the same kingdom. Yes, and. The importance of community is again uh, drawn out through incarnational piety, and we have to remember, as uh, Pope Francis has written, that community is really uh, impossible. True community, true sustainable community, 
is impossible without some sense of communion. Mm-hmm. And for us Catholics, the very real uh, practice and presence of Holy Communion. Yeah. That, uh, that should be a uniting force for us. And that's incarnated piety. That's uh, Jesus uh, humbling himself to be present with us in uh, pieces of, you know, what appear to be pieces of bread and wine. Right. And so we should be inspired by how uh, that humility can lead us to a, a, a greater humility that, uh, that, that we express uh, in, in piety toward others. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really grateful that you brought us back to this, to the yeah. to the sacrament, which is the source and summit of the Christian life. Yes. We've talked about sacramentals all season long, yes. but it comes back to nurturing our love for and our reliance upon the Eucharist. Yes. Yeah. We talked about how sacramentals are really kind of a stepping stone to the sacraments. That's right. Right. That's right. So I don't know that there's any better way to to end than, ah. than that right there. Well, thank you. We again, uh, it was a wonderful set of stepping stones to these kinds of insights, and hopefully more insights to come this uh, series. So thank you for it. Well, indeed, and uh, we, I look forward to seeing what se- series three begins. Yes, yes, <laughs> we'll unwrap that present soon. Yes, indeed. God bless, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. We hope that you will take the time to listen to all 14 episodes of Series 2. And keep your ears peeled for Series 3, which will hit the podcast airwaves in early 2020. Our theme music is Leaves by Airtone, licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We hope to encounter you on the next series of Encounter Points. Encounter Points.